Hello, everyone. Hello, and uh, Champions League, we will never forget you. Champions League, we will never forget you. <laughs> We're now sponsored, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, then, uh, I mean, you can, you can make the argument that perhaps uh, the second half against uh, Sevilla in the first leg was the turning point, but there is a difference um, in the way that Shakespeare is sort of setting up the team and, and the way he's uh, just sort of changed the, the lines that the back line plays and the middle four play. So, um, and, and, and it's effective, and they went back to more of a, the style that they played last year. Uh, and he made some fantastic changes at halftime uh, on Tuesday that really changed the game. And, and he showed that not only can, does he, is he able to motivate the players, but he has that tactical acumen that uh, a Premier League manager needs. Absolutely, but the the constant throughout that whole time was Craig Shakespeare, so he was there the whole time under under Pearson. Um, so, but you are right. I mean, you we can certainly. I mean, Pearson still deserves a lot of credit for for what he built um, at the club, and, and um, I don't think we would have gotten to that next level without Ranieri. Um, but Shakespeare, uh, maybe he is the best of both worlds. It's going to be interesting next season, though. Uh, now we don't have that Champions League carrot to dangle in front of these players, and I could see guys like Mares being tempted to go elsewhere. Casper Schmeichel is definitely going to be in demand. Ben Chilwell, I think the young uh, left back, uh, will be in demand. Sounds like Liverpool is after him, uh, and maybe a guy like Vardy wants one last hurrah in Europe. So it'll be interesting to see what who Shakespeare can keep. And, and what he'll be able to do next season, uh, especially if uh, there's, a, there's a change to the squad. How, how, what's your thoughts on the, um, the Sha Craig Shakespeare saying, you know, oh, we want more of the um, European football? I think he, he's absolutely right to say that. And our owners, um, what was, you know, they said they wanted to compete in Europe within three years of uh, getting into the Premier League. So the owners are ambitious. I think the um, uh, if, if he can keep a, a good squad, uh, 
I think these players need to um, set their sights higher than just 40 points. Now, certainly, we still need to make sure that we're always an established Premier League side. But uh, yeah, the club needs to show ambition. And if, if Leicester's going to stay at that level, stay at that level, or take it to the next level after this this year's setback, they need to show um, players out there in the market that they're not content to just get 40 points every year. So I, I appreciate what he said. that, And I know that a lot of the players would chop off their arms right now to be back in, in the Champions League. So uh, I, I support it. I think he, it was the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. It won't be easy. I don't, I don't, it may never happen again, but I think it is the right thing to say. If Ibrahimovic can get picked up, or well, okay, he hasn't got the well, skill of maybe Ibrahimovic. Had, that might be a slight. But, uh, but 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 there have there have been track records of uh, you know older players being brought in to do a job. Um, he is what twenty nine, I think, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Something around there. Ian Wright came to Arsenal when he was twenty eight and a half, twenty nine. Henrik Larsson went to Manchester United in his third and did a job for them. Um, there's, there's a few others. Didier Drogba came back a second time to Chelsea and did a job for them. So, you, you know, there, there are players. Uh, Davos Suka at Arsenal. You know, obviously I know a few of the Arsenal ones, but, you know, Davos Suka, Podolski. Vardy certainly relies on his speed and his aggressiveness, but when you see him play, I mean, he can hit the ball. With he the knows ball where feet. he knows where exactly how wide the goal is from any yeah. part of the eighteen-yard box. That's right, and he, he, he does. He, can, he has a goal radar. Yeah, and he, he can hit them with bo- with both feet. Yes, He's undersized but good in the air. Has good instincts and uh, uh, can play out on the wing if you need him to. Uh, and he was sort of making himself do that in the first half against Sevilla when there, there was no room. Um, to, mm. And he knew to get, get out there was the only way he was going to get the ball and, and try to make something happen. So, I mean, I, I do think, you know, they'd be worth a punt, you know, it, uh, a decent contract. And then, you know, for him in terms of the money terms for him, you know, he might have, he might not be plan A, he'd be a plan B in a bigger club, potentially. But, he does have those skills, and if they can put him on the pitch when the defenders are tired, 60 minutes in, he's got his pace. If he keeps his pace over the next couple of three years, he's got every opportunity of doing that. You know, doing a good job, being a, an off-the-bench person. Uh, and if, I mean, if you're one of his teammates, too, there's really no excuse not to go out there. And I mean, he, his intensity is in, uh, really sets the tone for, for everybody else, and I'm back. Sure, he's like that on the um, practice field too. Do you think um, now that you've you've got to this stage, though, Jason, uh, 
it's notice. Do you think that you guys have missed? You know, you you've actually missed Okazaki. Well, well, he's been playing, um, and and I think so he was injured quite a bit, wasn't he this year? Uh, well, you know, uh, yeah, he he had some some issues. Um, I think uh, we saw we've seen a lot less of Leo Joa than we did last mm. year. Uh, certainly in the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, earlier on, Okazaki was not. Uh, getting the time, but he's really um, seemed to have blossomed a bit under Shakespeare, and he's uh, doing that job of uh, being a pest, being that water bug uh, in the opponent's half, and, and really setting space for for Vardy and, and Mars to move. Uh, he couldn't do a whole lot in the first half of um, uh, the game on Tuesday, but. Ujoa came in and, and uh, made a lot more space for um, for the players. But I would say, uh, Barry, if I were an Englishman, I would be very, very excited about Ben Chilwell, the young left back. He, he stepped mm-hmm. in and was very dynamic. And uh, Chilwell, perhaps a guy like Damari Gray, could be the future for England. Yeah, Damari Gray, I mean, I saw him play last year and he looked pretty good, albeit he was under less pressure, I think, than this year. Um, yeah. You know, he's... he's uh, he, he did a pretty... Who did, I, who did he play at the weekend? Um, I'm a neck, I'm trying to think. Oh, Pe- Palace. Palace, yeah. 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 Um, that was a bit of an interesting game, wasn't it? 2-0 <laughs> up, I think it was. 2-0 up to <laughs> blow that in the, on the road, yeah. but a, a point... Uh, uh, we're, we're both. I think we're both staying up, so it's okay. Let's put it this. Let's put it this way. They are gaining points at an alarming rate at the moment. I mean, there's. They seem to be able to, uh, you know, cope with all the different situations that are being thrown up at the moment. They are not stumbling against the lower uh, placed teams they are pounding the lower placed teams at the moment you know the 4-0 at the weekend was just uh, you know they shredded them they really did yeah yeah and and you know you know if Eddie Howe is our next uh, manager then well, he's got to <laughs> there's got to be some work can- done on yeah, you you can't lose to four nil the Spurs if that's the case. No, no. I mean it's just tough. Yeah. 
Yes, that's right. Ex ex Villa and England and Middlesbrough. Forty something years old. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, was that a Freudian slip? Is there something yeah. else in him? He, he was hoping the whole team would catch the three ten to humour. No, it's I, I can't see him going there just yet. I think he wants to win something on his own terms. So he's got some sort of stamp there that says, and it's got to be from, you know, he he's he, I'm sure he wants to get the stamp in the you know in the collection from the the Premier League before leaving. And he came close last year. They were within what two games, just two games of uh, winning the the Premier. Whoa. League. Two? Well, uh, they won by ten points. We won by were... ten points, but I'm just saying you won at a yeah. canter at the end, but they fell away after they lost to Chelsea, which is you know. So it's basically after the Lord Mayor's show. Um, you know, you won it at that point, but then after that, they you carried on going. They they really did fall away. Um, Well, they'd already had a couple of hiccups before, which meant that that Chelsea game uh, became very critical, became the focal point. They, right. they don't seem to have done that this year. Um, and if you look at it, looking back, you know, there has been a progression under them, uh, under Pochettino. You think about it, you know, uh, two years ago, two seasons ago, so not last season, the season before, you know, solidly in, I think it was fourth or fifth what was it fifth yeah because they got the Europa League last year this year they've been in the Champions League they didn't adjust that well plus they dropped out quite early they were out of group stage of Champions League and then they they didn't do that well in the Europa League either in the knockout stages they were done and dusted by the round of 32 or the round of 16 I can't remember which it was now they were out right away yeah yeah
Well, I'm sure Chelsea said not tough originally. Right, but here's the thing, but the mentality, the, the thing, the key, there's a different mentality required. So from a Tottenham perspective, they're just chasing and they have to keep winning, yeah? And they can, they, they can only take it on a game-by-game -game basis. On a Chelsea side, though, the problem is that the Conte's facing is that they may have this, as they did in the last couple of games they've had, you know, this, oh yeah, we're not, we're not going to have a problem sort of thing. And they get slow, slow out of the blocks, and they get overwhelmed. Teams are going to look. The the blueprint was very similar for the Manchester United game and the Palace game, I think it was, in that they got overrun. They got overrun by energetic sides, and that's going to be the blueprint that they are going to be facing now for the rest of the season. <clears throat> Well, let's go back to let's go back to that that that. Okay, let's go back to that fixture list. Just run through it again, and let's see how many of those we think could actually do that high energy game. Yes. Yes. No, <laughs> Burrows. Uh, Burrows just. I mean, even we managed to win against Burrows. So. <laughs> yes, if the if they're inclined. On their day, if they're inclined, Sol Solomon Rondon is... Who else? Uh, could do. Yeah. He's not that fast. Um, but they do have a couple of fast wing. They have a couple of fast wingers there. No. Uh, well, Sunderland, it may be, well, it's all done and dusted. Let's show them what we could have done. Well, it happened last year. <laughs> but at least three or four of those teams, three of those teams, could definitely put a dent in their their, their um, things. I mean, the Everton game is pretty big. But, but there's a couple of other teams that we mentioned there. Southampton, although Southampton got shredded the other week. Um, and so, you know, yeah. They're in a bit of a funny stage. I think there's one of those ones where you flip a coin and say, well, how are you feeling today, boys?
Oh no, they, they've taken on the football. You know, this is this is football that is the uh, archetypal Spurs way. This is what they used to talk about in the you know sixties, seventies, and eighties, even. Uh, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna puke if you talk more about it. Uh, I'm getting that. that, that. They're very good. <laughs> I do think that they are the uh, the most entertaining side to watch right now in the Premier. And then, I mean, just look at their point total over the last two seasons compared to everybody else, especially the way Chelsea fell off last year, the way Leicester fell off this year, Arsenal kind of fallen off too. Uh, it's it's pretty impressive. But uh, and I do agree that I think that Pochettino really um, would should try to to win something uh, there with, with Spurs before he goes on anywhere else. But I do also like you guys, so that's enough of Spurs. Sick. Well, it's first like, Pogba's first season. I think, you know, no, it still counts as first season to me, because coming back and you know, remembering what it's like. The, the 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 Premier League has moved on since when Pogba was a junior. Well, I think he was a bit of a vanity buy, 
So you use a statement by. LAFC. I just fill his boots in this league in the MLS. They're winning at the... T well, they are a classic Mourinho team. They are winning when they have to. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, in terms of the things which get them through to trophies, that get them, you know, when when time comes where they, you know, at the, the, the game against Chelsea, they're, they're, their attack on the, on the top four was... It was now, you know, make or break. If they'd lost that, then the momentum would have gone back to Arsenal. No, they won that. And then, the, you know, they've got an extra buffer there. Um, you know, the, the Anderlecht game tonight, they, uh, sorry, last night, was it last night? Tonight, I can't, I've lost track. Um, yesterday. So, uh, was it today? It's his today. Sorry. I'm, 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 yeah, Thursday is, Thursday is, yes. Thursday is UEFA, yeah, uh, Europa League. Okay, um, so again, it's, it's you know they, they were doing okay from the first leg, and then they needed to go and do something proper this time, and they get there. You know, it's it's one of those things. His teams tend to look a bit shaky at times. Even when they were at Chelsea, looked a bit odd at times when they, and and then they'd kick on and do what they needed to do, whether it was by parking the bus and counterattacking and doing one. Or, or whether they had, you know, a bit of uh, a full-on attack. So, not a surprise in that respect. Well, it seems like things are starting to turn around a bit, but if they don't win the Europa League and they're not in the top four by Christmas of next year, can you? No, he's there. Yeah. No, he just said. Can you? He, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear. You. If they if they lose the Europa League and uh, and they're not in top four or seriously competing for the top spot by uh, Christmas, 
he might be gone sooner than a year and a half from now. I mean, they still have work to do um, in in Europa League, and um, yeah. So I, <laughs> he's got to do a lot more still than what he has if he's going to stick around. Even though things are kind of turning around a bit. Um, it's funny, he is seeing a, a much different tune now about draws than he did uh, when he was at Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they blew a, a lot of games earlier in the season. No, the draw's no. not till tomorrow, I believe. Is it tomorrow or Monday? I can't remember which. It's one of the two. Are you sure you don't want to have a a fuller rant about him and why you don't like him? Griezmann, right? Hmm. Well, Jason's not here, so we're not talking about it. I think we have to, the answer to that question comes next year. I don't know because there have been so many matches this year. They are, they are, and even watching, like let's say the Champions League, that second leg at Monaco, where they needed goals, and that was just, just the tactics that they had played in that match, and everything they had to slowly build out of the back against a fast, 
physical, athletic, skillful side. And the ball was back to the keeper, back in Stone's feet, and had to. they just could not get through. If they couldn't get through the first line of pressure, they weren't getting the ball past, uh, past midfield. Uh, and for the, that whole first half when they needed goals, it was just, there was just this, I don't know, this arrogance about those, that style and, and what Pep tried to do with them. And, and I don't think that, like, when we talk about Mourinho and Mourinho wins those games that he has to win um, to, to sort of get through and get to the next level, um, I just don't know that Pep really has that and, and, and or especially with the, the side that they can put on the field now. Well, the funny thing is that I, I looked at them and uh, they, in that game, they looked like Arsenal on a bad day or Barcelona, not Barcelona, on a bad, but, but Arsenal on a bad day. Arsenal, when they play the, you know, the, they keep it, they're playing it well and keep it to triangles or they did for a while. But the whole just passing it back and forth between the defence and the first line of the midfield and just, you know, a, a, a negative diagonal ball that's not going forwards and there's no triangle there. It's just two, you know, two guys bing, bing, passing back and forth, playing, you know, table tennis with it, effectively. Um, that, that's where it falls down. And I don't think... I think we, we have to wait and see what he buy, who he buys and how much he turfs out of the side because that side never did have the speed or the ball control to do that, to play, you know, if, if he still wants to play tiki-taki or whatever you call it, tiki-taki. Tiki-taka. Tack. Um, I always, I always added a, an I instead of an A. Um, that was Ricky Tiki-Tavi. Mongoose. That would those would be those are, that would be an interesting tactic. Yeah, you know, set a mongoose on the field. Kill, yeah, or, or maybe not. No, just like you know, as a as a metaphor for for a style. Well, maybe that's maybe what they should start doing. You know, um, it you know start calling instead of oh, you know four three four or um, you know three four three or whatever. They start calling mongoose style. You know, cobra style football. <laughs> that's how bored we are with <laughs> but I, I just think he, he's got to, you've got to wait until the end of this transfer window and he is probably going to buy massively to get ball playing players in there because um, he doesn't have them that many I mean there's a few but not not enough Oh, I mean, here's an indictment of Joe Hart. Liverpool, now, assuming they're playing it exactly straight, 
Liverpool have said they are not interested, despite the fact that they've got Mignolet and Carrius, um, and and both have had up and down seasons. They've actually turned around and said, no, we're definitely not interested, and certainly not at twenty million pounds. You know, that gives you an indication of even this year down in what is he in Torino? I think it is. Um, he's had a few ricks out there as far as goalkeeping is concerned. And that's a, you know. Well, actually, if you're Italian, it's Serie A. <laughs> Siri is the thing on your is on your on your iPhone. Country in the Middle East, and Siri itself is uh, <laughs> yes, copyrighted. Yeah, uh, we're good. Who uh, yeah, I, I think I said last week, a uh, couple of weeks ago, they just haven't got the bollocks to actually announce it because they're waiting for some good news of some sort. You know, if we get into the fourth or whatever, you know, that's the only reason it can be hanging on this long. Although you say that, but a few years ago when he was doing rather well, Barcelona did have a sniff. And he was under contract till the end of the year. And if you remember, everyone was thinking, oh, my God, oh, because uh, Barcelona actually let it, let it accidentally, you know, let it slip, that they were interested. And he said at the time, he is a man of his word and he would see his contract out before sorting in, you know, he wasn't going to go swanning off or whatever. And he would talk in the summer. And he did do that. Um I think he'd already, at that point, given his word that he was actually going to sign again. And so he never, you know, it never really came up. All of a sudden, it just got to the summer and then he said, I've signed the next deal. Um, I, I, so I think, you know, maybe he hasn't signed it, but he intends to. Because does he have the wherewithal, the stamina or the energy to rebuild a side again? somewhere else um, and plus I think I think he genuinely loves Arsenal you know um, someone described him as uh, you know he's trying to get rid of the last party goer but still having a beer and there's still more beer I still want to have a beer <laughs> and it's almost like that just sad what do you think Stephen did we lose him? I think we did. Or he's got himself on mute. Ha! <laughs> 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 
Well, Giroud, no. I think Giroud's actually... I mean, he sat on the bench when he's been told to. He's got up, scored goals when he's been told to. He hasn't really... There's been nothing in the press at all. You know? Giroud, I'll give a pass. Walcott, on the other hand, I mean, dropped by England. Ideal time to prove that you're, you know, you've got something to prove that you should have been. Didn't. Uh, there are a few others. I mean, Hector Bellerin's coming back from injury. I think it's a worse injury than we thought it was. Um, but there, there's some others. You know, Jacka Jacka needs to. Well, he he needs to get his head screwed on as far as when to tackle. Mustafi's um, got a bit prone to sliding in and tackling as well. But, you know, I think the problem we've got here is that actually we need fast and slow, and we've got two quick ones. And they both like to be aggressive and dive in. I think the thing, key thing is maybe Rob holding. Um, the interesting thing would be actually Rob holding in the centre and having Mustafi and uh, Koscielny either side of him in a three. And that's going to be the other interesting thing. Are they going to go to a back three? I mean, oh my God, we went to a back three. <laughs> you know? And it, well, sort of. They were a bit shaky in the first half and didn't know where, they, <laughs> where the, 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 the last man should be. But um, it worked out in the end. But, <clears throat> but I, I, if you, going back to your point about... Sorry, I'm going to talk over you here. But I just want to recap to your point about who's going or who should go. You know, Walcott, classic example, done nothing. Ramsey, I think he's hit a brick wall. He's had a few too many injuries. Wilshire, broken leg again, or fibula, or whatever it was. I think um, I think it was a fibula at Bournemouth. So he's out. The rest, and that means that, I'm sorry. He's you know he's DRB-esque. That guy. He's got glass legs. Um, Oxlade Chamberlain seems to be coming along, so that's that's fine. Who else have we got there? Gibbs. He's a plan B um, at most. Uh, and, you know, he might not want to stay. Monreal is getting on a bit and he's lost a yard of pace since he came back from his injury, maybe a yard and a half of pace. Um, Ozil, Sanchez, that's fine. Um, yeah. Who else have we got? Welbeck. Uh, I don't know. He's still young enough. Um, but the big one is Cock. Well, Cock. Cockerland, eh. he's he's Plan D at the moment, if that. And 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 then you've got Santi Cazorla, which, I mean that he's bloody midfield glue, and we need to find that's if we're going to buy anyone, that's who we need to find a replacement for, because he covers up a lot of the the cracks and so on. And, and just that, that injury that it's two years in a row we've been playing well when he was in the side I've always said two-footed you can't tell which way he's going to turn if a player's one-footed you can just by reading their body language there's a, a difference um, it always used to be when I used to watch Will Tord, always knew when he was going to turn uh, turn you know do a, a loop to the right on the because uh, he'd, he'd have to turn yeah well, he'd, he'd, he'd have to use the outside of his foot, so his body shape was very different all of a sudden. And if you know what you're looking for, as a, as a, uh, I guess a, a person who's watched a lot of football, 
you, you can tell you're going to turn that way um you know there's there's a certain sort of awkwardness to the the leaning of the body and to because you're going to use your right foot the outside of your right foot to turn around or the outside of your left foot to turn around in Wilshire's case or whatever it's what gives the game away Cazorla when he's on form or even when he's not I mean you look at um uh, others like Via and so um, um yeah David Via at uh not Via what's his name Silver, David Silver, yeah, David Silver at City, two-footed, and when he turns, you, you can't tell which way he's going to turn. Um, there's a couple of others like that, Eden Hazard's like that. You cannot always tell which way he's going to turn when he's in a tight spot. Um, so, there we go. That's enough Arsenal. <laughs> Although we do have a semi-final, so Hazard... We'll see. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's your opinion. Let's say that now. That's your personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It looked suspicious. Well, I always said no. I but this this links back to the whole you know professional referees thing. I've always said that you've you've got to have complete transparency on these referees. If you're going to be a referee, your books have to be open completely. You have to publicly provide your audit of your you know match fees and all the rest of it. Your comings and goings in your bank accounts, the whole works, the audit. It's like a you know presidential tax return that sort of thing. Um, you've got to be uh, whiter than white because you are arbit you're the arbiter of what is fair and proper in that game. And, you know, when it's a yard and a bit offside, it's just, and you've missed it, you know, there's only two things. Either you are incompetent and you shouldn't be at that level, which, which, which that has been a problem as well because of the whole fairness situation wanting to spread around the efforts you know it's it's very difficult i mean it, it, when if you think about it, if if a premier league standard referee can still send off the wrong person in a world cup game yeah or miss the fact that he's given out two yellows initially to a player you know the it's bound to, there is potential, there is a lot of potential for referees coming from minor leagues or uh, less less uh, sophisticated top leagues of countries to have a problem. So uh, ref players screw up. You know, a uh, striker balloons the ball over the net, a, a keeper gets Let's go or has a, ho yeah. a howler. Yeah. You know, I you know, miss 
the calculation sitting at my desk, you know, uh, for you know, a client that needs to get fixed. Mm. It, you know, referees do make mistakes, but <laughs> this was pretty bad. I'm sorry. And it was just the, the whole game, it seemed like there was just mm. a problem. But we had that even in, in World Cup games. If you think about it, in World Cup games, group stages, and, and even, you know, in the knockout stages, you've got referees that are coming up from, I don't know, they say, oh, you know, it's the Ethiopian or whatever. I, I can't remember which one it was a few years ago. And you just, the guy was blatantly out of his depth. He either, he wasn't fit enough. He wasn't used to seeing that pace of game. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so the, the game has gotten faster and referee and there, there really does need to be a, um, Video assistant uh, referee. Yeah, but also I think on top of that, um, bringing in younger refs or, or trying to get former players to referee, you know, whose fitness levels are up there, um, I think that would, would certainly help. Yeah, absolutely. I think that ought to be a, a track. There ought to be a, a players from academies. I you know, completely agree. It, it, yeah, they should be, there should be a referee's academy. That's what there should be. Each country should set up a referees academy, and if you don't make it as a player, yeah, and you've got the fitness to meet it, then that should be brought in. I also think there's a problem though as well with um, in, in terms of the number of referees and where they're situated. I mean, UEFA. This was a Champions League game. They got the referee in the end zone behind the 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 touch the behind the goal line. No, no. To say whether or not there's a, an infraction, I think it was only infractions in terms of fouls or whatever. You know, the, the 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 I think the referees this year in the English Premier League, because they've got the video technology for the goal line, are actually not paying attention to whether or not it's a goal. They're paying more attention to offsides and things like that. Both the linesman and the referee. It takes some of the pressure off. If you've got someone, if you know you've got someone backing you up in terms of handballs and blatant offsides, it makes it that much easier to watch the game and, and to, you know, you, you concentrate on the things that you have to do. And that's the amazing thing is that UEFA have not brought it in, at least for the knockout stages. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. And everyone else is playing the league, so they could be further ahead. And not us. <laughs> we've got you on Wednesday. Yeah, well, we we might be playing a midweek game from now until the end of the season at the way things yeah, well. are going. We've still got two games to be sorted out. Just tell, uh, just I was going to say, Stephen, just tell David he has to make it up to you by learning to play football for Arsenal. <laughs> All right, have a good week.